Welcome to the Sermon Podcast of First Christian Church of St. Paul, located in Roseville, Minnesota. We are a congregation of Christian Church, Disciples of Christ, a congregation that is united in Christ for the sake of the world. Join us for worship in person or via our live stream Sundays at 11 a.m. You can learn more about us by going to FCCStPaul.org. Here is this week's sermon. morning scripture comes from the Gospel of Luke, the 14th chapter, the first verse and verses 7 through 14. Listen for God's word for you today. On one occasion, when Jesus was going to the house of a leader of the Pharisees to eat a meal on the Sabbath, they were watching him closely. When he noticed how the guests chose the places of honor, he told them a parable When you are invited by someone to a wedding guest, do not sit down in the place of honor in case someone more distinguished than you has been invited by your host. And the host who invited both of you may come to you and say to you, give this person your place. And then in disgrace, you would start to take the lowest place. But when you are invited, go and sit down at the lowest place so that when your host comes, he may say to you, friend, move up higher. Then you will be honored in the presence of all who sit at the table with you. For all who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. He said also to the one who had invited him, when you give a luncheon or a dinner, do not invite your friends or your brothers and sisters or your relatives or rich neighbors in case they might invite you in return, and then you would be repaid. But when you give a banquet, Invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, and the blind, and you will be blessed because they cannot repay you, and you will be repaid at the resurrection of the righteous. I was never really taught manners, (laughs) and that is the truth. (laughs) To be sure, to some degree, they they were just a part of the fabric of our family, But probably to a greater degree, I had a manner deficit growing up. My grandmother, who lived across the ditch, past the barnyard, beyond the small orchard, and through the asparagus patch, and on the other side of the large garden, was probably the most proper person in my family. She was very English, very Methodist, and somewhat of a contained person. While my own house was often very messy as a household with five children might be, although to be honest, housekeeping was not my mother's forte, at grandma and grandpa's house next door, I knew to always put away whatever I was done with, the crayons and the coloring books, as well as the toys that were always found in the bottom drawer in the built-in drawers in the dining room. Their house was very orderly. And as my aunts tell me, was always that way, even with eight children growing up there. At church camp, where I loved to go every summer, I learned one was not supposed to put one's elbows on the table. If anyone noticed your elbows on the table, you were sure to hear from a very large chorus, 
Amy, Amy, strong and able, get your elbows off the table. This is not a horse's stable, but a first-class dining table. I wasn't really taught how I should address elders. I wasn't taught about writing thank you notes, nor any kind of really proper etiquette. Maybe I would have if I'd taken home economics in junior high, but I was too busy challenging the rules that girls had to take home economics and boys had to take shop. So I took shop. And I learned how to use a drill press and a jigsaw. But I didn't probably learn any etiquette that they taught in home economics. Probably most of my manners training took place on the debate team in high school, where our motto was D&D, &D, dignity and decorum. So I've committed many a faux pas in my lifetime, and I'm probably not done yet. Kindness and humor have gotten me through, although with finally learning a thing or two about good manners as I've muddled through. It could be tempting to hear this morning's scripture and think that Jesus is giving a lesson in manners. In fact, he probably is to some degree. Here's how you should behave as a guest at a wedding. He's giving advice based on much older teachings in Proverbs. When you are a guest at a wedding, take the seats in the back, not the front, unless you are invited. The norms in his time is that people were seated, <clears throat> excuse me, seated in proportion to their importance or stature. So don't assume you are the most important person in the room. Then you can be surprised and grateful if you move up into first class. But this whole scene, this whole conversation, takes place in such an awkward situation. Jesus is having dinner with the people who are out to get him and who are surveilling him to catch him in a misstep. Just imagine that tense setting. Somebody who's out to get you has invited you over for dinner. <clears throat> I can just imagine all the feigned politeness and hospitality. As he is watching people find their place at that dinner, he offers what seems to be unsolicited advice on manners and proper behavior. <laughs> Let's just ramp up the awkwardness just a little bit. Then, speaking directly to his host, who is at best a frenemy, Jesus tells him that the next time he has a dinner like this, he should invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, and leave out the rich and important. What kind of manners is Jesus showing right now? <laughs> telling his guests what he should be doing and telling his guests what they should be doing. Of course, Jesus isn't really all that concerned about manners per se. He is talking about more than manners. He is talking about what the realm of God looks like. It looks like a table where all are welcomed. Those who were, who were poor, crippled, and lame were those who were ostracized, discriminated against, left out, forgotten, and marginalized, let alone those who were just not important enough for an invitation. Jesus says here, way before the table scene at the Last Supper, that it is around the table that we can glimpse 
the realm of God, the world God intends for us, around this table, too. Then that in God's perfect world, we are humble and grateful and inclusive and kind. Humble, grateful, inclusive, and kind. How's that for a manner's blueprint? How's that for a blueprint for faith? When we are humble, we keep an open mind about things. We hold our certainties about the way things should be lightly. When we are humble, we stay curious about the whys and wherefores on how others think and act. We remember that we may have some knowledge and experience, but there is much more than we know or understand at any given moment. For me, it's like whenever I want to point my finger at somebody, <laughs> I'm no longer humble. When we are grateful, we focus more on our gifts than our deficits. We cultivate satisfaction instead of incessant dissatisfaction. We see more clearly the richness of our lives, and we are just plain happier when we cultivate gratitude. And there's a zillion studies that show that. When we are inclusive, we seek to find ways to invite all people to the table, the, com the communion table, the table of care, the table of friendship, and the table of meeting needs. And sometimes, just sometimes, maybe a lot of times, this work of inclusive invitation means taking an unpopular stand that can even seem ill-mannered. Jesus leads the way with this, as always, for us. There are times when doing the right thing to be inclusive does, in fact, break through the proper ways of doing things for the sake of a welcoming table. And when we are kind, we are all these things. We are humble and grateful and inclusive, along with a personal touch of love and care. When we are kind, we hold back on judgments until we can really know and understand one another. When we are kind, we love first. And when it is hard to love a person first, we are kind to them because we love God. And God loves us. God loves us, me, and you. In fact, God is love. It sounds so trite, and there's nothing more profound. We are a small group. I wonder sometimes why we keep going. But I believe that wherever two or three are gathered, we can know and love the Spirit of God through Jesus Christ and each other. I'm excited, excited for this coming program year to grow closer together around this circle and this table. I want to belong to you. I want to feel the love of Christ through you, and I hope you will feel it through me. 
My social manners may never be exactly proper all the time. I'll never be a Miss Manners. But my love of God and God's intention for the world will remain steadfast and true. I invite all of us to be humble and kind, inclusive and loving, especially when we come to this table and imagine who could join us. Amen. We hope this week's sermon was nourishment for your soul. If you would like to listen to past sermons, watch past worship services, leave a prayer request, or get directions to our worship location, please visit our website at fccstpaul.org. May God be with you on your daily journey. Mm-hmm.